Welcome back to the White, Gray, Black weekly manga podcast. My name is Bruce, the producer of the White, Gray, Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is our podcast's very own Bankai, our devil fruit, our best jutsu. It's Gautam. Believe it. <laughs> this is a weekly manga book club where we talk about all of the latest and greatest Japanese manga publications. This week, we're going to absolutely tear into the Ichinosi family's Deadly Sins at its current state at chapter 37. We're going to love on Witch Watch some more, and we're going to talk the final chapter of the melancholy and wonderful high school romance Insomniacs After School. So let's get into the Ichinosi family's deadly sins. I don't think we need to cover this chapter in too much detail. I This came out on Sunday, and we had a discussion about it in Discord on Sunday. Yeah. This bright. series is one of the most disappointing sort of fall <laughs> from graces I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's like... Takopi, but longer, and the author had no plan. That's that's what happened. Yeah, like, and you can't convince me otherwise. You know, I, this definitely. I mean, I would definitely point to this as one of those manga where, not necessarily the author got it like extended past what they had planned, but I think the author got serialized and was like, okay, well, I know where it's starting, so it'll write itself after that, and it just it just doesn't because the first. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how many chapters. This is chapter thirty-seven. I want to say the first maybe like 16 or 18 chapters of Ichinose are really good and really interesting and full of really cool twists and really great sort of, okay, we're going to do this kind of time-repeating dream world, solve the problems of the family members, you know, deep dive into sort of character stuff, and that worked. And then we got to a certain point where it was like twist after twist, like literally every two or three weeks. It was a new, different twist. It was like, he woke up. We're not in a dream world. We're in another dream world. Now we're in the real world. No, now it's another dream world. No, now we are reliving the car crash that made the insomnia stuff happen. And now, uh, yeah, this, I mean, it just keeps getting worse because it is not getting better. And something like this, where it's so tied to... I don't want to say like the shock value, but it's just tied to these like these twists and there's a mystery. It's like at a certain point, you have to start answering questions. I think my big issue with it is that it in the very beginning, it kind of answered a few questions and then it just stopped answering questions because every new twist creates more new questions and answers like one thing and it just doesn't. It just stopped. This just stopped working like 10 or 15 chapters ago. And, it, and it's still going. And I don't... It's... Bro, the path brother, to I redemption is yeah. is equally as long as all the chapters we've just had. It has to write itself out of bad writing back into good writing and then tie up all the things that we want answered and then end for this to make like any sense. And it could do that. So I don't I, think it's good. Here's the thing, right? This is effectively... Uh, a Chris Nolan movie written by M. Night Shyamalan. It is a mess of twists. You're right. It's just yeah. a twist after twist every chapter to the point where, and I, I think this is a huge flaw, uh, the biggest flaw, and I think the biggest thing that poo-poos my experience with this is uh, with mysteries, the fun for the audience is to speculate. To mm-hmm. speculate, guess, and predict. And the author is in charge of subverting expectations. But in a way that makes sense and 
in a way that the audience can look back and say, oh, I see what you did there, you tricky bastard. Um, yeah. Twists in, should be... Twists should be surprising yet inevitable. One of my favorite authors, Brandon Sanderson, says that, and I think that's the best description of a good twist or twist ending, is it should be surprising but inevitable, right? It should surprise you, but if you go back and look at it, it should be, ah, yes, that was indeed the inevitable thing that was coming. So the problem is with so many fucking twists, like at the beginning, I can even look back to when we were talking about it. We had a good time speculating what things meant. Mm -hmm. Why were they in separate rooms? What is each of their sins? Um, of course, the story doesn't address any of that. Instead, it, it just says, oh, here's a twist surrounding the sister. And then they're like, okay, fuck that. Let's talk about the mom now. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, enough of that. Let's talk about the dad. And then Subasa resets because he's in a coma or a coma of a coma. Mm-hmm. And there's so many characters. Like, I'm good at following complex plots. This, by all means, n- makes no sense. Yeah, and this is... I don't know if anyone can understand it at the moment. Yeah. There's only so many... Yeah, Like, everyone makes fun of the dream within a dream layer. It takes an excellent storyteller to pull off two layers of dreams, right? Or to say, the twist was you were in a dream and you woke up, aha, and then do it again, right? But we meme on that because in the sort of, like, 80s, 90s, early 2000s, like, six or seven movies did that. And so it was sort of like, oh, haha, dream within a dream, uh, or it was all a dream twist. Like that's, and, and people call that out, and it because that's not a good twist. Saying, saying what I've shown you and you've accepted as reality is not. You have to forget that all of that was reality is is defeating unless it is pulled off really well. So it does not work oftentimes. And like you said, they have done that in Ichinose several times, and that that's another sort of like big sin of the Genosi family, ha ha ha, is like, after a while, the twists are, the, the twists aren't even good because they're, they're just twists for, like you said, it's like, oh, we wake up and it's a dream. Oh, it's another dream. Oh, it's not another dream. It was in his mind. It's, it wasn't, a, it is a yeah, coma. It, that's like, a, it's a huge issue. If, if the audience can't tell what if the past was real and what wasn't, and if the future or the present is real, uh, they can't tell any of that at the moment. And with that, you remove the ability for anyone to speculate because they yeah. don't know what's real and what's not. Um, it, it's so convoluted. It uh, is. Yeah. And, and uh, you definitely I, bring up a good point of like what's real versus what not. Because essentially, I mean, if we believe that the current arc is in the real, the real, real world and he's totally woken up from the dreams, the first like 20 chapters can just be kind of thrown out, right? Because all that character development... All that uh, exploration of the family, that was all in a dream world. And none of that has actually happened, which is like, that sucks. It sucks to read something. I mean, and people always complain uh, about bad writing in in shonen and stories and whatever, where it's like, oh, I thought this character had development and now they just regressed back to the way they were. Well, that's the same thing that's happening here, except we had a shitty twist that regressed everybody. And that's like, that sucks. You you know what doesn't make sense on top of that? If... Everything was just Subasa's dream, like the story told us it was a few mm-hmm. times now. Then why is he seeing, like, why is he dreaming of what other characters are doing without him around? And then why in the yeah. real world do they exhibit, like, the same craziness that he doesn't know about? Like, the real Subasa doesn't know his mom is a fucking psychopath, 
But she was in the dream, and she is in real life. Like, why is he? Why is he imagining his mo- his mo- his dad having an affair and his mom seeing all that when he's not even in the scene? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, you know, and and you're you're exactly hitting the point because you're asking questions. You're asking, and there and there are so many questions here that we just yeah. can't answer because. And we can't even, the problem is we can't even speculate on it, right? Which is, again, is another thing you pointed out. Because, yes, if you go back, I believe we covered this in maybe, like, the first three or four episodes of the podcast we did last November. We had fun speculating, like, ooh, where is this going to go? Is it going to go here? Uh, It was really interesting stuff and really cool to speculate on. But speculation sort of requires, it's, I'm trying to think, it's like looking at a, like a like a Lego build or, you know, like fl- a floor plan for a house and seeing the walls put up and being able to imagine what the house is going to look like. But right. when you keep tearing down the walls and putting up new walls, if you say, well, what's the house going to look like? It's like, well, I don't know. You're just going to tear the walls down again, probably, right? Like, how am I supposed yeah. to guess what the house is going to look like? So, and that's it, like, that's the frustration of, of Ichinosi Family's Deadly Sins is that we've torn down the walls of the house, like, four or five times and said, oh, hey, everything you learned, not not true. Forget all that. Oh, hey, everything in that last part, also not true. Also didn't matter. Everything that happened in the dream world doesn't matter because we're in the real world now. Or are we in the real world now? I don't know. Um, so, I, yeah. yeah it, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, it's it, like, I don't know what normality looks like. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, I mean, there, that's was, a good there was a point a couple of weeks ago where we were like, man, I kind of really hope there's just another big twist to like reset everything or change or explain something and we haven't gotten it so yeah i don't know what i don't know what this series is doing and i can't even guess what it's doing and it's i'm not sure the author knows man uh, yeah well and i think that uh, that very well could be the problem the the problem could be oh they set up yeah this is we'll do one layer of dream world and the guy will explore the family and then he'll wake up and then he'll have to go do this thing but it's like okay but you've lost I mean, you've lost the story thread. You've lost the path. You know, we've lost the blueprints, the blueprints of the house, and I don't know what we're building week to week. Um, and even some stuff, just to to get specifically into this chapter, some of the stuff in here also, I would say, like, doesn't make sense, but it just, like, asks more questions that I don't know if we'll ever get answered. Like, why, in this panel, uh, the lead character, Tsubasa's friend, is, like, yelling at him. Um... And he's like, he's like, why'd you leave your family? Your family needs you. You just woke up, blah, blah, blah. And Tsubasa is like seeing the family van that they crashed in, in his eye. And it's like, okay, why? Like, why is this being referenced here? The crash happened how, like three years ago. Wasn't he in a coma for like three years or something? Yeah. Like yeah. two or three years, like a long time. Yeah, because he's like taller in real life. He's taller and his sister is like not as old as she was in the first part that was a dream and all that stuff. So... Yeah, it's like, is that important? I, if it is, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> to me, what it felt like is that the author got the criticism that nobody knows what the fuck is going on. So it, he referenced the van to be like, oh, I, I know what happened. Subasa effectively says this chapter. I know yeah. what happened. We tried to kill ourselves. And now now I'm trying to... Yeah, yeah like, he the, says right here, I had this page. Yep. I think that's the author saying, oh, hey, this like all these like twist after twist after twist... Of are they alive? Are they not? Are they in a coma? Like everything that he was setting up, he just gave up and said, "Hey, here's the answer everyone was asking." That's what it felt like. To me. Man, if if we're looking at the answer to all that stuff that we had questions about in the first like it's a shit 20, 30 pages. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not a very satisfying answer. Which again, because 
because those twists should be surprising yet inevitable. And uh, yeah, and when you rebuild the house, when you twist after twist after twist, the inevitability, what nothing can be inevitable because you have just you've changed the road so many times so you don't know where the destination is or at least as a reader there's no way for us to guess right like i mean let's compare it to one piece because that's what we do on this podcast yeah. one piece is so excellently navigated and the reason there's i mean there's i can count probably at least 5 youtube channels alone that have a million or more subscribers and the only thing they do is talk about and speculate on where One Piece is going and talk about the path that One Piece has taken and where that could be going and what that could mean. I mean, five channels, over a million subscribers, one series. That's yeah. a series that knows that you have to lay the groundwork for things that come up. I mean, we saw, you know, the the Gear 5 reveal happened in the anime, what, last week, two weeks ago? Two yeah, or three weeks two, ago. Two or three weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, the last last couple of episodes. And people had been speculating on that. I had read speculations of that for the past two or three years. And it's and they, they ramped up right before that happened in the manga too, two or three years ago. So that's one of those things. And th- people were right. People literally guessed almost exactly right what happened. And that's, that is the, it's surprising. Maybe if you aren't paying attention, but if you go back or if you're really paying attention, it's it's inevitable. That's, that's right. good that's good twist writing, right? The sort of Gear 5 reveal, that's a twist in One Piece of, you know, you think... Okay, One Piece spoilers for like 20 seconds. You think you know what, what Luffy's Devil Fruit is, and it turns out it's something slightly different, and it's informed by all this old stuff in Skypea and on the Poneglyphs and all that. And anyways, One Piece spoilers over. Um, yeah, that's that's the way to do it because it's surprising, but it's inevitable. This, and, and because it hasn't sort of changed or strayed from the path you just get more information and again another thing that's uh, that one piece had us asking a lot of questions and i think starting in wano maybe even starting in zo before that um oda started answering questions and he has not provided us with a whole lot of new questions to ask there's a couple of new things there's there's im and the uh a little bit of the world government and the what the five planet dudes whatever they're called those are sort of like new characters with some questions around them, but it's all answering questions, right? Like you're in the back mm-hmm. half of your story, you're back there, you have to start answering questions. If we're answering questions already, I don't know how much longer Ichidose is going to last. Not necessarily from a cancellation standpoint. I don't think Taizan 5 wants to write 200 chapters of Ichinose. After 37, I feel like if we get to, I don't know, 50 or 60, that would be a good, like, okay, let it be over now. You know, let it be six or seven volumes and, and call it quits. I don't even know how he would salvage this at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like I said, you have to you have to start, like, in, you know, right now, in the next chapter, writing yourself out of this weird pit that you've gotten yourself into. You have to write yourself back to a place where you can then surprise us with something that makes sense. But I, I think the pro- I, I don't... I mean, do you think, here's here's a big question, do you think this is salvageable? Do you think there is a way for Tizen 5 to write themselves out of the hole that they've dug? No. I, I really I don't. don't either. I don't think I don't think this is salvageable. Like, I really enjoyed the first 15 or 20 chapters of Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins. I thought it was really good. I thought the emotional character stuff was great. At this point, I... don't know I, what's going on. Yeah, that, I, I want to drop it, but I'm also too curious to see if it'll hold up at all right like i want to see mm-hmm. because it's so twisty 
and was so surprising. And I know Tizen Five is a good writer because um, what's the what was the other thing they wrote? Uh, the Takopi's original scene. Uh, Takopi's great. Takopi's yeah. original scene is fantastic. And but it's I'll like, be honest, Takopi's focused, right? It's this so focused. It's five chapters long or six chapters or something, right? Like it's super yeah, short. It's, it's, it's very short. Yeah. Super focused. Oh it knows where it's going where from where it starts, right? And this one didn't. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe Tyson Fine was like, ah, whatever, I'll write this crazy wild twist thing and they'll cancel me in 18. And they didn't. He was like, oh shit. Um, I, yeah, but no, I agree. I don't think this is salvageable. Like, I, I think I will read it out of curiosity to a certain point and then might check in on the threads on Reddit and Twitter and see if, it, you know, if someone's like, oh my gosh, this explains everything. If I see that, then I'm like, okay, I'll go back and read it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's well, a tough here, read. Here, here's the biggest reason why I think it's unsalvageable, right? Um, even if he finds a way to loop this all back into a way that everything makes sense again, I've all he's already lost my investment a bit. Yeah. So I don't remember my speculative thoughts on like the beginning of the series because by he he just invalidated. He's erased. You know, he complete, yeah. yeah. So there's no point in me retaining that information or uh, reading a chapter and referencing that information because that is just a blank, right? Yeah. And even if he brings that brings the beginning of the series back into relevancy, I, it's kind of out of mind at this point. Because I, I'm not making these connections anymore as I'm reading the series. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, then yeah, that's you. You you're addressing the problem. You put you put it better than I did. He's he's lost us. So you have to. When I was talking about, you have to start writing and write yourself out of this hole. Now you have to get people to reinvest in your story after getting our investment at the start because it was good at the start, and then losing it. Now mm-hmm. you have to get us to reinvest. That's. I think asking someone a second time to invest in your story after losing them completely, that's... I don't think it's possible. Yeah. So hard. Not impossible, but that is so, so, so hard. I think, I mean, Ranger Reject didn't lose us, but it had like a really kind of mediocre bad arc there in the middle. And so, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was so bad that it made me totally lose interest and I didn't, it didn't need to reinvest, right? There's a, there's a level of, there's a level of lowness of you, it's gotten so bad that you've lost me and you now have to win me back that like, I mean, it's like a, it's like a relationship. It's, it's like if your partner cheats on you or something, right? It's like trying to earn that person's trust back after being betrayed is like virtually impossible, right? Like obviously some, some people go back, sometimes it works out, whatever, whatever. But like, yeah, virtually impossible to win someone back after betraying them and and going this you know this far down some not good writing holes. I will say it's it's like if the partner you've been dating for a year uh, just starts saying that she wants to sell you essential oils, and that's that's what this has all been about this whole time. Yeah. That's how I feel about, about yeah. the Shinose family. And I, I think uh, I, I and here's one of the. Focusing back on chapter 37, just real briefly, one of the things that is frustrating here is that there's all these twists, there's all these hanging threads, every character, you know, they're all sort of in development, we don't know where any of this is going, and on top of all of this, in this chapter, um, the main character's best friend comes in and is like, oh yeah, my family doesn't, my family has drama too, I, we don't get along well, and I might, you know, run away, and it turns into an argument, and I've been hit, and that's why I quit soccer, it's like, no, why are you introducing more drama? Like, you do not need more plot threads in this story. We need less. You have to start resolving things. And it's, uh, it's so it's I, so I, frustrating I, to me to read that. I, I will say, 
if I had to guess the intention behind why this character said that uh, and why Tizen 5 is even bringing that up is not to explore that character, but to give his main character, Subasa a reason to go back home. It's like, oh, his friend yeah. has a, a, a shitty home life, but he's not running away from his problems. He's facing it head on. What, yeah, potentially. I guess I should do that too. Kind of a kind of a beat is what I feel like he's going for. But either way, it's like it's like you said, or it's like we both said. Like this has lost us a bit, yeah, or a lot of it, completely. So yeah, we, it, author intent with these kinds of scenes don't matter when the concept is so incredibly flawed at this yeah. point. Yeah, and it's just it's it's like you said, lost investment. You can't. Yeah. I, I think my big issue is that you've lost my investment, and you're sort of presenting me with like another character and another plot line for me to get to. And you're asking me to invest in that, and I'm like, no. Like you've lost me on every other plot line because you've dropped it or twisted it or whatever. I'm not investing in your new best friend family issue plot line. I'm sorry. Like, and asking me to pisses me off. Right. Like, it isn't just like, oh, you asked me to. No, no, thank you. It's like you asked me to, and it's like, are you serious? You're really going to introduce a new plot thread after all the other bullshit you've put me through with this series. So, I, I don't even know where to begin, though. Like, I, even yeah, if I wanted exactly. to get invested, I, I don't even know how. Because you, you, that little kid, his brother is like fake. His is brother's like, fake kid. Yeah, yeah. Is was the kid his mom tried to kidnap uh, when his, the husband was having an affair. The husband was like raising that kid in Subasa's dream. Yeah. How does how does that make any fucking? I, I don't know. Like, it uh, yeah, make I don't any know. Sense. And we speculated. We speculated early on. One thing I do remember was okay. Uh, Takabe's original sin has sort of a sci-fi space magical element to it. Do we think that's going to happen here? And I, th- I is question is magic the only way this makes any sense? Uh, <laughs> I think probably. I think the I think the only way this makes any sense is that Subasa is a like a reality bender that can jump world lines into different yeah like some form of magic is the only way yeah. that they're able it to has bring to be this back to like yeah yes which is why which i think is why i mean literally i think ever since we got back to we are in the real real world now three years has passed Subasa's waking up from his coma i think that's been so disappointing because it feels like it's completely eliminated the potential of any because i mean you could kind of say oh dream coma stuff that's kind that's a sci-fi fantasy sort of trope element right because dreams aren't really like that right like we don't really experience dreams like they're reality in any in most sense of the words for for the majority of people but it's it's like it is such a played out trope that it's used as a joke nowadays that it's like exactly nobody nobody does it and um for good reason right because it's unsatisfying yeah very unsatisfying very yeah what a series all right, that's that's twenty minutes of tearing into you. Um, that's probably enough. Yeah, no, no. I, One I, last I had, thing. I had more fun, uh, kind of just uh, getting riled up and and uh, yeah, complaining about Ichinose than I do reading it. So. Yeah. Also, I mean, just to tack on to the end, I like the uniqueness of the art, but the art does not always uh, appealing. It's it's a little messy in ways, and it isn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. I thought it was more interesting at the start. I I don't think it's framing and paneling is is keeping up with how interesting it used to be. There's not a I whole lot of interesting but blocking or anything I, here. I think it wins me over a little bit with with just unique character designs. Yeah, it's definitely that's, unique, that's and it's not bad. It's just, uh, man, I always whenever uh, Tsubasa and his best friend show up, I always have to like 
wrap my mind about like, okay, which one is which? It takes me like three pages. I'm like, okay, the slightly longer hair is Tsubasa and the slightly shorter hair <laughs> is the other kid. Because they have, they have same, I'm sorry, they, you don't see a lot of male same face syndrome except for like leads in Isekai. But like these are the same, they have the same eyes. These are the same characters. They have slightly different hair. One's hair is like two inches longer. You I always have, lose You may have face blindness, Bruce. No, these characters have same face. This is like... Next thing you're going to tell me is that all, all, all One Piece women look the same. I mean, for about 500 chapters, they do count. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Any last thoughts on, on Ichidose? Uh, no, because I, I don't think I had thoughts to begin with. I don't know yeah. what to think of it. It's, Why would you have just... thoughts about this when they will just be erased <laughs> and made invalid? So. Yeah. Ho- hopefully I wake up from a coma and this all makes sense. Cool uh let's move on let's talk about some 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 good stuff this week uh fill me in on witch watch you said that yeah we were talking before the show you said witch watch isn't usually doesn't appear as a sort of premiere or best chapter of the week because it's just kind of a comfy little comedy thing so yeah why bring it this week what made it so good well i brought it this week because one this is just a good chapter and two uh everything else was kind of slow this week Mm -hmm. um uh, but I did think it was a good chapter. Which watch is fucking great. Uh, for context, uh, my favorite character, Kanshi, uh, he's kind of like an airheaded, he's a Tengu, uh, but he's like this airheaded ditzy guy. So like, yeah, very social dude. Um, kind of a dumbass. He's fighting this, uh, they're all like paired off for, uh, shonen battles and he's fighting, uh, this warlock who can go into people's dreams and like hurt them in dream. He's like a, a Freddy Krueger type beat. Right, uh, and he has like way more power to manipulate dreams. Uh, effectively, uh, the last chapter was him just making Kanji miserable, like picking on his insecurities, making him weaker that way. But uh, he got his ass kicked, so he ended the dream and is effectively running away at the start of this chapter. Uh, yeah, so he's releasing it right there, and he finds uh, just this other girl in the forest, random girl, uh, and. Uh, takes her hostage. It says uh, they're going inside her dream now. Uh, yeah. Kanshi, of course, tries to stop it, being a fucking paladin. Uh, and in the dream, he he gets kind of like classic isekai. It's it's uh, kind of like here. a chapter of isekai. I flipped through it real yeah. quick, but it's yeah, this is funny. <laughs> yeah, he he gets pro tag clothes uh, in this girl's dream because that's how the girl sees him from their brief interaction, yeah. and that's how she sees the. The dream bender guy as the villain. He's the and villain. yeah, the dream bender of course thinks he has the upper hand once again because he can manipulate strength in dreams. Uh, but this girl's imagination is so fucking buck wild that those shitty ass manga inside of manga characters are all in her dream situation too. She's dreaming about that. Yeah. Uh, so I think the imagine- last time I think the last time we talked about Witch Watch was twenty one chapters ago in chapter one hundred. Maybe you brought it once more since then, but I think it was like I think it was twenty one weeks ago, right? Like I think it was beginning of the year. Um, People are gonna like- think that these characters are consistently in Witch Watch when yeah. they're literally in only the chapters I talk about. It's like three they're, the third chapter they've been in, yeah. The three chapters they've been in, yeah. It's, uh so these these goofy ass fake shonen protags are in this uh, in this chick's dream, uh, working with Kanshi to beat up the villain, and uh, they call the villain like Foggy Smoke, uh, yeah. And the villain just plays straight man at this point. It's like and you don't it's make any the fun. lion hi- cyborg guy is back, which I love. 
Uh, the and, more and, waves and, you make, the more their ears prick, Foggy Smoke. I love how, yeah. actually, it's so funny how the bad guy's just, like, yelling at them, like, what? Like, who and what yeah. are you? Like, yeah, do not make any sense? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it's fucking great. Uh, and of course, uh, it, it's, it's not even, a, this is just a, a, a goofy finale to like the meaningful chapter before this, where they go into another yeah. dream and it's just like a complete weeb. Uh, the girl they pick is just a, a total weeb. Oh, uh, yeah. and, uh, yeah, they, they team up and kick his ass. Uh, and in the final page, uh. I think it's like hinted at that she's like the author. I, of, yeah, that's what I got. Of, well, of she's the author of the crazy in world, yeah. like in world witch watch manga that we read every fifty chapters or whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess I guess this is our Inception episode, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, it, kind of. This is a yeah. dream. This is a. It's our manga within a manga. We go inside a dream about the manga within a manga. I, I actually didn't intend this at all but it kind of lines I, up though yeah. it, it lines up this is this is one where people wake up from a dream and it's actually satisfying uh <laughs> yeah uh but yeah it, it's just a fun chapter of witch watch as always uh really good manga if you're looking for a fun read this is this is it i'll keep recommending it forever yeah chapters like this because i mean i like i said i flipped through this one this really i i should read and catch up on this the uh tango guy like just got introduced where i was reading which is like chapter 15 or something so i need to get back to it um yeah, this is, it's hilarious. I love how meta it is. I usually hate character archetypes like the Tengu guy when he, uh, Kanshi, when he was introdu- initially introduced, but he's my favorite character. I think the author does a great job uh, making all the characters incredibly likable because they're not just one note archetypes. Uh, and I think that's because the author knows how to write banter very well. Mm. And banter, Dialogue is tough. Dialogue yeah, is a tough thing to write. Is tough. So dialogue is tough banter is tough and uh i i think the author excels at that which does like huge things for characterization right yeah uh especially if you like usually shows have like one straight man but it's hard to make every character have the capability of playing the straight man which yes yeah this author does well yeah yeah and so that's an idea there's an idea in comedy in case you dear listener don't know there's an idea of a a straight man and a funny man. Uh, this is a, like early 20th century idea, maybe. I don't know where it comes from exactly, but the idea is that one person is ridiculous and wild, and what makes the scene funny is that you play that against a guy who looks around and sees that everything is funny and wild, so that often the straight man is played as the uh, like the self-insert humorous. character or yeah. something like that. but Like the yeah. normal person, right? You right. Know, There's a uh, normal person in a funny situation. Because if it's just a funny dude in a funny situation, that's it's harder for us to sort of empathize or under, get that or understand that. So there's a straight man in a lot of, um, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of a movie like... like what's, uh, think, think of um, Ben from Parks and Recreation. Or hmm. let's say... At first, uh, he, he transitions out of the straight man. Because he but he, the he yeah. starts as a straight man for sure, though. I mean, Jim but, in like, the office is a Jim is a perfect example, though. Jim in the office is, or again, everyone he, uh, surrounding Michael's antics, right? Where right. they are just yeah. like Michael. You can't you can't do that shit. Michael does something crazy, right? Yeah, but it's, like it's everyone else because, in the yeah. office is wild, and Jim is a normal dude in the middle of it. He's the straight man in the office. So, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, like uh, you wouldn't find the office funny if Michael does his crazy hijinks and. Everyone is also quipping and making jokes. Yeah. You need someone to react to his insanity by saying, what the fuck? 
You know, yeah. like that kind of you need a, a kind of grounded reaction in order to enhance the absurdity of the situation. And that, that, that's what it's exactly. Does. Yeah. And for your characters, I wonder if we talked like... about. I wonder if we explained a straight man too much. Maybe uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. You now you now okay. fully understand the the concept and the reason of a straight man happening, which is to say that Witch Watch is able to play their characters as either straight or goofy, which I think is the. I don't want to say it's the prime form of comedy, but that is a or like a greater form. I think that is a a more difficult form of comedy to achieve where everyone has the ability to play either the straight man or the funny man, right? Agreed. And it, it prevents your characters from being flanderized uh, too much. And mm-hmm. uh, you can Google flanderization. We won't get into a spiel about that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorites, no. But I mean, it's just to kind of reference back to an example, it's something that The Office and Parks and Rec and a lot of these really good comedies are able to do, right? Uh, because sometimes sometimes Jim is a straight man and sometimes Jim is doing crazy stuff and we're looking and it's, you know, uh, Pam is the straight man in this scene. Or, you know, or someone Oscar else is looking in at all this yeah. other wild antics, right? Like Jim Jim is having a prank war and someone else is like, you are the funny man in this scene, Jim. You are wild and stupid. Why are you doing this? I'm the straight man, right? So it's very, it's a, it's a really good skill to give depth to be like, Oh, it's they're not just the boring normal person. They can also be a part of something goofy, and all these goofy people can also look in at something goofy that doesn't line up with them, and they can play the straight man. So I think I think that creates a cast and a dynamic that I, is present in Witch Watch. Obviously, is what you're telling me that is much more fun, much more not necessarily chaotic, but you're able to just do a lot of different things with that that you couldn't do with only a single straight man and a bunch of wild things. Agreed. Yeah, I think it adds complexity to a little bit of depth. Actually, is, is what I was going for. for yeah, depth is a character. good word for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's all for Witch Watch for this week. Uh, I'll I'll bring it back in a few months or something. Well, let's see how many. It'll be like 30, 29 weeks, and we'll get chapter one fifty, and we'll get we'll get the we'll oh get yeah, the Lion yeah. Man back. We'll again. get the Lion Man back again. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> see that next what February or something. But cool. Uh, let's talk about the. Final chapter published here of Insomniacs After School. Um, this is by Makoto Ojiro. Uh, I caught up on this a couple months ago. I think I went over it in my One More Thing. This is a really good, really comfy little high school romance. Um, really Agreed. gorgeous art and blocking and paneling and stuff. Did you read this final chapter, Gautam? No, I'm, I'm like 25, 30 chapters behind. Okay, cool. Well, a little bit of spoilers for you then, but not not too much because the the back half of the story is not as good as the front half. I will say, or the 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 front maybe seventy percent is sort of the the quality part of the story. Um, this is just this is almost more of a final chapter and epilogue type thing. All the all the friends are together and they say. You know, Pinky Promise, we're going to meet up in 12 years because that's when the next, you know, total solar eclipse is, blah, blah, blah. Because they're all kind of involved in the astronomy club. It's like, oh, we'll pick a, uh, we'll pick an astronomic, astronomic event, astronomical event. One of those. Astronomical. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll pick a space thing that happens and we'll, and we'll meet back oh. up around that. Um, so they say, oh, 12 years, we'll meet back up. They all just kind of go their own way. That's like the first half of the thing. Um, Magari, the sort of main female lead here, she goes and walks around with her boyfriend. And this, I had to put this in here because this is where Insomniacs After School really shines for me is the author and the main 
uh, male character here are like, I think they are just so in love with their lead female character that every time, every time they just get a chance to just like draw her existing in the world, it's like the best panels. Like I love these shots of her just sort of like having fun and walking along this river in Japan. And the author does this a bunch in the series where the, the male lead is taking pictures of the female lead. And it's like, wow, these are like the most gorgeous, like I'm getting a lot out of these still pictures than I am out of, you know, dialogue or whatever else. So I really like this, this whole sequence here where they do this. That is, is really great. Yeah. Yeah. Part, uh, one of my favorite parts of, of insomniacs. Um, we do a little, uh, a neat little transition where she goes, boyfriend, give me your camera. I'll take a picture. It was okay. And then it's like, boom, 12 years later. Uh, so again, oh, that's I guess so it, it's a little bit, a little bit of an epilogue. It's, it swaps around. Um, so Dude, shave, and it's shave, shave your beard, man. Yeah, I know he looks like a <laughs> some. I I'm glad that this author can draw someone who ages, not like, oh, it's their perfectly you know neat and trimmed version of their high school self. It's like, nah, dude has a shitty little beard and his hair is a little bit too long and he's not dressed nice. Which is, I appreciate that. That gives the character yeah. more character. Yeah, that's great. So, I love that. Um, and yeah, so they're. <laughs> Here's where the frustration starts for a lot of people. Um, I will say I don't I don't mind this kind of open-ended ending that this had. Um, I saw a lot of comments and a lot of commentary around the chapter being like, why don't they just confirm that they're dating or married or not dating or not married or something? Because we just get sort of a very open-ended ending. You saw those photographs? You, you already understood? Like, I mean, like... We know that they're they're together. I, I don't know. That doesn't it's matter. pretty clear. Yeah, and I think she says like, uh, I don't know. There was there were people digging digging way too deep into this, in my opinion. They so all you know the last final five or six pages is is this time skip stuff. We don't see Marguerite's face during any of them. And people were speculating, like, oh my gosh, like, we don't see her face. Like, look, the, the male lead is dressed in warm clothing, and she's not. So she must be a ghost, and she must have died. And it's like, you know what? No, probably no. not. Like, don't don't overlook it. The dude is a slob, and he's not wearing... He's like a he's like an introvert who doesn't want to wear a t-shirt outside. He wants to wear a long-sleeve shirt. Like, I get it. There's people like that. They exist. This, this dude is one of them. She's wearing much more... Uh, sporty clothing also it is summer or maybe he's expecting rain i don't know anyways people are digging way too much into this it's that's stupid now yeah yeah it's sort of an open-ended ending in that it doesn't it doesn't confirm anything but it shows the couple together um it's very sweet it's very lighthearted. the last final arc of this series sorry that's that's so like i think that's perfect like you like the you, you you even said it bruce like you you see the love on the page right yeah like um it was displayed perfectly through those photos. I don't think we need anything else to understand that they are very much a couple uh, 10 years later. Also, they are standing next to each other and still hanging out. I think that makes it obvious, too. Uh, yeah. what, what were, are people actually, like, wondering if... It's like, oh, did they get together? There's like, a yeah, lot... Oh, you, you don't understand. Open-ended endings, there's a lot of debate of people being like, maybe... Well, okay. The first debate was, okay, is she dead or alive in the flash-forward? There was... Maybe, maybe less debate about that. And I then I understand that debate, even though it's stupid yeah. because she mentioned a heart condition earlier in the, in the series. Yeah. But. And that's kind of a big plot point, especially in the last couple of chapters. But, um, I, then I think it was people asking like, Oh my gosh, why can't, why can't these 
ending romance mangas just confirm stuff instead of these open-ending things because this is a pretty common trope especially in <laughs> in anime fuck? and manga where they just kind of like flash forward we won't confirm anything but show the two leads together but don't tell them they're married or don't tell them they're in a relationship just leave I, it kind of it's like it's it's a soft confirm right i think people don't like people don't bro, like that I, softness in the I sort of ending this is not even a soft like uh, this is not a soft confirm but this is a yeah. hard confirm and people are just refute. They need it in writing. Apparently, they need a contract yeah. signed. Because Lots of people. This is do, a yeah. hard confirm. Like they are together. That's it. It's very explicitly clear yeah. in the pages alone. If you've been well, she might be dead, right? but yeah. Well, okay. I, I, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. But, um, but this is this is a good little it, series. You know what I mean? That that is it's not it's not crazy discourse. Like it's... to not understand that they are together. I understand it. I I, I understand their question because. The uh, the modern age of romance has spoiled some newer readers, I think, right? Because so there's, the, it's just effectively no room for nuance, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think there is a little bit of sort of like nuance. I think that this, I don't know, this, this sort of soft, non-confirmed, open-ended ending, well, I understand it isn't, I, you and I, I think both are experienced enough and well-read enough that we can say the author's intention here is to show the couple together after 12 years. That's what you need to get out of this ending, right? Is the couple is together after 12 years. It doesn't really matter if they're just dating or if they're married or if they have kids and they're not there. Like none of that really matters. But I definitely, I understand that there is a subset of people that really want that because they like these characters and are invested in these characters so much that they want to they want to know they want to know more they want to know and they want things confirmed they want things told to them because and they want things shown to them especially shown and told kind of the same in in manga terms but um it, i understand it because if i just told you like if the final pages of one piece were just and then Luffy became king of the pirates and saved everyone, and they all loved him. Just telling me that, just telling me that is not as satisfying as showing me exactly how it happened and exactly the details of it, right? And these soft endings lack those kind of details. So I get it. I get the question. I can understand that criticism if they wanted to. If I can understand the criticism of them, them wanting to see more of the couple dating, but I, I, I think that's I think, part of it. Yeah. I think the uh, the any kind of feeling of ambiguity that they are together is nuts to me because it's, this is like if one piece ends and Luffy is wearing a a t-shirt that says, I am King of the pirates now Yeah, or a crown. People are like, and he doesn't say he is. Uh, and people are like, I wonder if he's King of the pirate or a crown. Yeah. I wonder if he's King of the pirates. Like, bro, just look, (laughs) look at the pages. Yes. You know, uh, uh, I, I, to, to bring it back to Inception, uh, you, at the end where they spin the top and you don't know if it's a dream or real life, this yeah. is not that. No, you, I was, you yeah, this is not of, that. You saw a bunch of loving pictures of them together and then yeah. them still together like 10 years later. I don't know. What more? Do you yeah, I mean, I actually think it's a more interesting question of she might be dead because we don't see her face in those last couple of pages, which is, I don't, I think I, I, I saw think a I, good, I saw a good comment there that said, the author can't show us a grown-up and adult Moguri because, again, because of these pages where she's, like, presented so beautifully and so sort of 
perfectly and existing in nature in this sort of, you know, eloquent, amazing way, nothing the author could show us would satisfy everyone in that regard. So if you don't show, you're allowed to make your own mental picture, fill in the blanks, however you want. I think that uh, is a better I, call for no face rather than she's dead and he's imagining I, her. Then I think it, the final part is just a parallel of what we're seeing here, where we're seeing it through his eyes and we're seeing right. her face. And the ending is a parallel where it's showing his face through her eyes. Uh, yeah. I, it, but that's just me not overthinking this because nothing else indicates that she is dead aside from her, the reason for her insomnia. In the first yeah. Place, well, and right? also this is like, I think the biggest evidence here is like, this is not that kind of story because yeah, it's not it's because not we sweet. went through a scare and, and this is maybe my other, uh, maybe my only sort of big issue is that like this, this series really rushed to its end. Not necessarily, I don't even know how to say it. Like five chapters ago, we didn't know if Marguerite was going to live. And then four chapters ago, it was like, okay, I'm going to try my best. Please, you try your best and live. And then three chapters ago, it was like, okay, she lived. And then two chapters ago, it was like, okay, we're graduating high school and then it's over, right? Like this series like really went quick through the sort of like, I have a health problem. I might not make it. Is this going to be a melancholy, bittersweet, I lost my girl, I'm going to press forward? Or is it going to be they both survive and they both make it? It chose, obviously, she survives, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think the fact that it chooses that she survives in high school means that we're not ending with her, oh, she survived high school four chapters ago, but let's kill her off 12 years later. Going Like, that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me just from a, a stylistic you know, choice genre whatever you want to call it right like you don't if the author wanted her to be dead and for her to like appear as a ghost and, and guide the main character she dies in high school and he has to deal with it and 12 years later he he has a reunion with all the other school kids and she's there and that's also beautiful also a nice ending obviously more sad and melancholy but the author didn't choose that right the yeah she lived through high school so and, we're not choosing I'm, death I'm, I'm randomly in the last six pages of the series like no way but Bruce, she's, he's wearing black, which means he's in mourning. Uh, it's a good, that's a good call. Nobody pointed that out, but that's a good. That's a good. That's a good call. Uh, I'm just, I'm just pretending to be yeah. an overthinker here. Uh, yeah. it, it, it is what you said. It is what you said. It's just a sweet ending, and we can just accept it as that. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Don't overanalyze it. I, I do think this rushes a little bit at the end. I think this is still a really, really good uh, high school romance series. The it's it does it has Raywa energy. They start dating. A little over halfway through the series, so it's it does that for you. If you're, you know, this is not a long, prolonged confession thing. Um, really gorgeous art. I really like the art. Really like the character designs. Um, yeah, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago, maybe on the podcast. But yeah, I really like this series. I'm glad it's over. The author um, already has a new manga series planned in Weekly Big Comic Spirits. That's the magazine that publishes this again. God, these um, names sound made up at this point weekly big comic spirits yeah which i think yeah. is a is again i think a subsidiary of shueisha since this is published in viz but um yes yeah, so already already has a new series planned i'll definitely check it out um i wonder if they will go for just another cute high school thing or an adult ro if it'll be romance i i wonder what they'll do because i i think that they are a really good character writer um a really gorgeous artist and panelist uh and i really yeah really looking forward to more of whatever they do because the yeah, and Songs After School is great. A uh, little bit of rushed ending, but doesn't take away from how good the series is outside of that. 
Yeah, no, uh, it, it seems sweet. I, I should catch up. Um, it's pretty quick. If you're 20 or 30 chapters behind, I mean, it's only 120 chapters, I think, or 100, what was it, 125 yeah, total. I, so. I'm, I'm, I'm at the finish line, effectively. It's a pretty easy read, read, too. It's, like, not hard to get through, so. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else about manga? There's no big news this week. We are on the precipice. The next time we have a podcast, we will be, I think, two days away from the One Piece live action. There were some more pictures. I sent you a picture of the live action transponder snail. But other than that, no real news this week. So a slow week for manga, which is why we just complained about it, you know, say for 40 days. Dude, I carried that energy all the way into, uh, fighting redditors about their take on this chapter <laughs> about their stupid take of Marguerite's dead yeah, yeah. And, and to be honest i i still feel like fighting um i l- pull up eight more reddit hot, hot takes about manga God, we should do <laughs> so that, that we was should a, that was a good i'll we should do it right now we should just look at uh, someone start a reddit thread that's just reddit manga hot takes see if it survives we'll go through it um uh, tell me gautam about what else you're doing uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm I am li- I'm playing so much Baldur's Gate. I'm yeah. not I'm working and I'm playing Baldur's Gate. That's that's all I'm doing. I know I said this like three weeks in a row, but it's a long I mean, game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a very long game. Yeah. There's not time for much else while you're playing it. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I've been having a great time. Uh, I have not not much else to say about it aside from it's awesome and uh, check it out. Cool. Uh, I took like a little bit longer on mine, so I started reading. The Heroic Legend of Arslan, or Arslan Senki, which is the pseudo-historic manga uh, by Hiromu, Hiromu Arakawa, right, who's the uh, author of Silver Spoon and Full Metal Alchemist. She does the art here. And then the author of the the light novel's name is Yoshiyuki Tanaka. Uh, so they... This manga is essentially just based on those light novels. Um, this is really good. It's not... Hmm. It's a little bit more historical and weird. It essentially takes place in ancient Persia, but there's some magic stuff going on. Um, the, the closest thing I can compare it to is it feels very, very much like the start of a Fire Emblem game. Because it's oh, very like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's it a does. young, it's a young prince, and he has his like protector knight, which is like, okay, every game starts with like you are royalty, and you have this paladin, right, who's like an upgraded unit who can wreck everything. That yeah. literally happens in this story. Arslan is this like young knight; he's pretty good at fighting, but he also has like uh, Doryun, who's his like hyper knight paladin guy, who's like oh, the best knight in the world, protecting him. Uh, it's a lot of sort of political drama, very sort of war focused right now um i know the story takes place in kind of two separate eras so eventually we get past that but it's good i mean it's uh fun it's a fun in the way that uh only arakawa can do where the characters are in very serious situations but still find goofy stuff to do she is i think a master of balancing drama and comedy um where things when they're lighthearted are pretty funny and easygoing and they can get really serious but there's still a little interjection of comedy uh her art is still fantastic i she's obviously not the best in the biz but i love her character designs uh they're great i love what she does here um i'm like how many chapters am i in well see it's it's interesting i i think her character designs uh they're pretty good right but i Mm -hmm. think my love for them comes from how good her other works are that just yes. make me 
love the design due to the quality of the work. Uh, yeah. She's definitely much... She's before. better at designing characters than she necessarily is at, like, drawing every individual panel, I guess. But... Yeah. Well, and But they all, like, this guy looks like Edward, right? Ar- Arslan looks like Edward. Um, yeah, he he ex- exactly does. He looks like, And he looks also sort of like the Yomi no Sugai protagonist. They all kind right. of share very similar s- features. Uh, uh, the, yeah, her art style is very, very... Her style like, is recognizably unique. Yeah. Which, which means that it trends similar, but... Exactly. Uh, I, I will say I'm not a fan of Arslan. Um, and I think this is an unfair perspective that I have. Because I'm just comparing it to other Arakawa works. And yeah. that's It's definitely that's not tough. as it, it is not as good as FMA. It's not as good as Silver Spoon. And I do not like it as much as I like Yomino Sugai so far. I still think it's readable and fun. Um it has it's it's very sort of Game of Thrones, Fire Emblem E, right? Like if you like those things, like if you're a big Fire Emblem fan, this you will love this. Like it is literally a Fire Emblem game, like on the page. Like it, it's yeah, it's I, hilarious how close it is. I think it's truly just a, an issue with my expectations of her work being yeah. the bar being incredibly high, because I think if some random put out uh, Arslan, I would think this was a good manga. I, I would yeah. like an enjoy like I would think, hey, you know what, this is uh, pretty dang good. I'll continue to read. But since it's Arakawa, I'm like, oh, uh, it's not. It's not bad. It's pretty good. But like, compare like you, you got to compare it to Silver Spoon. Yeah. Compared to Full Metal Alchemist, at least there's, my brain yeah. does unfairly, you know. So yeah, so I've only read about eleven chapters. I will say there's been a couple of times already where um, something will happen, and I'll be like, "Oh, that's not. That doesn't feel very Arakawa like." Like she has a very, I mean, she's a very tight writer in that she knows, you know, exactly what characters are there for, why they exist, what they're doing. Um, this is obviously, I mean, it's obviously based on a light novel, but there's like a lot of sort of like introduce a character they have a cool character design they do some things and i think oh cool this guy's gonna be you know he's gonna be man on the inside gonna be general like nope they die um i've read 11 chapters and like there will be it's very game of thrones in this regard where it's like oh here's a cool unique person who has a name and they seem to have sort of character and personality and then they die they are in like one or two chapters and they are dead like the number of characters who have survived are like, it's like only Arslan and the three or four people around him and a couple of other, obviously like the bad guys, like everyone else who shows up is just like dead in a chapter or two. And I'm like, that does not feel like the way that Arakawa usually writes things. Her deaths mean a lot when someone dies in her series, right? Like, uh, not Roy Mustang. Uh, What's his name? Maze Hughes. Maze Hughes in FMA, right? Is a huge deal. Uh, Nobody dies in Silverspin, I don't think, but. Uh, The pig. The pig that the pig, the pig. Yes, exactly. Good point. The pig and Mace Hughes, like two. When a character dies in an in an Arakawa series, like it's a big deal. And even Yomino Sugai, we had a like kind of a minor character die, but it's like treated like really seriously as a really big deal. And Arslan Zinki is like literally wiping the floor with these characters. Like yeah, third, like twenty it. or thirty uniquely named characters are just dead. And that's probably partially based on the history and partially based on the sort of uh, light novel. Yeah, you, you writing that's based on right like this is a, she's i think adapting it in a way but she's not she changing oh. all these characters who are dying and stuff so it it definitely does feel it I, feels I a lot less like arakawa's writing which i think you can tell it's not her writing it i can very easily tell it's not her writing unfortunately and you know it's 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 funny because i get why she's adapting someone else's work She's like very busy, right? Uh, she, she, three kids. she has. She just had kids. Yeah. I, well, when she know, started this, yeah, it was. When she was started it, she had kids. After she had kids, I think, but yeah. 
Yeah, and like I guess you, you still you still want to do your job. You still want money coming in. Um, so I think this is a good alternative is to adapt a, a known work that uh, she probably enjoyed. But the problem is she's so much better at writing than everyone fucking else that yeah. it's noticeable. You know? Yeah. Well, she's and just if that you can't, good. and you can't, you can't just rewrite literally rewrite history for this. I will say the other, <laughs> the other main and you, issue and I you have. You can't rewrite someone's fantasy. Rewrite like if you're adapting a work, you have to adapt yeah. a work, right? I think yeah. this is see, and I haven't been able to find an exact thing. I think this is this is like sort of like a fantasy retelling of like sort of real history like i think a lot of the names in here are real which i'm going to transition to my other issue with the series which is like man some of these names are just absolutely like so so hard to wrap your head around hold on i'm like on this uh, i'm trying to look weird mouthfeel if you will yeah well it's like okay ours arslan sure that's a little bit weird like daryun that one makes sense and then there's like Phalanges, and that's like a main character. And like Give, like G I E V E. Okay, Narciss. Narciss makes sense. And the the main king's name is like Andragoras the Third. And then it's like Ars oh, Hang, like A R Z H A, like Asim. <gasps> it's very. I think what it is, it's, it's this weird. Um, it's this are, weird are filtering like of. Though? What was that? Are those like real people, like in history? I, I haven't. Andrew- able to, I think they probably are, or they're based on real people. I think what it is, it's this weird filter of we're kind of used to, um, like English names sometimes being filtered through the Japanese kind of dialect and lettering and system and pronunciation and stuff. And so, you know, sometimes we'll get English characters that are like, well, that doesn't that isn't really the way an English name would sound, but I get it. It has kind of some English things. I think this is a weird byproduct of like Persian, like Middle Eastern Persian names that are also very old, like ancient Persian names filtered through the Japanese dialect and they just show up really weird and then filtered again because I'm reading in English, right? So it's like there's like ancient Persian names and the way you would originally say them or write them or spell them filtered through a Japanese author and then filtered again through an English translation. And it's like, man, <laughs> yeah. you just get some weird names. People will say what their name is. And I'm like, I'm never going to remember that. Like there's, there's some guy whose name starts with a Q. I'm going to find it. And it's like, it's like the most ridiculous, like, Oh, starting with a Q is like, it starts with a Q and it isn't followed by a U. And it's like, well, that doesn't work in English. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just can't do that. It's, it's, his name is like Quizbeck or something. I don't remember. But it's like QZ letter letter. Like it's Oh, it's like a, it's a Quetzalcoatl type of name. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just one of those things. It's it, it's noticeable. The names are so weird that I'm noticing it, right? Like sometimes yeah, yeah. Like I don't notice Japanese names anymore. They're, those fly by because I'm familiar enough with the medium. But seeing these like Persian into Japanese, into English names is like, wow, these people are named just the weirdest shit. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't remember any of their names. It's been, it's been a while. So, yeah. uh, I'm going to keep reading it. I, let me, let me know what you think. I, I think, uh, I hope I it holds me. I've if only it doesn't, read like, yeah. I think I've only read like 20 chapters of this. So, um, yeah, I'm only, I'm only like 11 chapters in, so I'm not super far, but I mean, I like the sort of like main cast. I think that tying it into Fire Emblem, I can like imagine it like, oh yeah, they just got their like, this is the paladin guy, and oh, there's the there's the the thief with the the loot, you know, that is also a really good <laughs> fighter that they just you know that they're gonna pick up later. That's clearly a main character, and yeah, I'm wondering how his mom ties into it. It feels very again, it feels very Game of Thrones, feels very Fire Emblem. It's very 
you know, royalty war, all that stuff. So I, I'm enjoying it. It's fun so far. And I like Arakawa's art and her paneling. Me I wish too. I had thrown a panel in here because she, uh, man, she's such a good panelist. I cannot stress. She's like the second oh, best she's panelist awesome. after, yeah. after the Witch Hat Atelier author. But I I'll that. have to find the, uh, like there's an old comparison back in the day. Uh, uh, before like a lot of people listening were probably born. I, it, it was like a really <laughs> old thing. Um, where it compared a Full Metal Alchemist manga panel to a Bleach panel, and yeah. it was night and fucking World's day. difference. Arakawa yeah. is very understated how good she is at at paneling. Um, go, go go find the first chapter of Yomi no Sugai and pay attention to... Uh, this is like something I want to make a video on maybe someday, but like pay attention to the symmetry of the pages and notice how there is almost no symmetry until something like really big or important happens and then the pages are symmetrical and it's very cool she does not she yeah her paneling is almost never symmetrical which is very which is much more interesting to read than a simple like six panel or three panel uh those are pretty boring to go through and yeah it's great i i she is she makes the page interesting in in ways that again because like you mentioned her art is, is not not the best at all times inside the panels but man her paneling is so good the pages read so easy and so well i love it yeah, no, Ar- Arakawa is a fucking masterclass. She's a- and we've always said it. I, uh, I, and honestly, we don't even need to say it. It speaks for its fucking self. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist speaks for itself. Yomi Osugai does. Silver Spoon also. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Arslan Sinki. Um, anything else you want to bring up or mention this week? Are we, we good to get out of yeah, here? Yeah, um, just in case uh, we are the only ones who don't understand Ichinose family... Uh, and you, the viewer, does. Uh, can you give us a 150-word write-up on what's yeah. happening? That leave, would be great. Leave us comments. We like comments. I've only deleted one comment because the guy didn't listen to the episode and made a comment on it, and I was like, no, nah, that doesn't deserve to be there. So I will not delete your comment if it's relevant to the episode. Remember that. Uh, and if it's 149 words or less, it'll also be deleted. Just take take note. True, yep. Has you got to write us. Yeah. There's a, there's a word count limit. Write us some stuff about it, you know, saying how you feel. Maybe explain it to us. Maybe predict how it'll go. Maybe you're more in tune with where this is going uh, than we are. I, I, can't, I just cannot believe anyone is in tune. But anyway. <laughs> cool. Uh, that's, that's, that, that's pretty much all I got to say on it, you know, say. Yeah, me too. That's all I have to say this week, I think. Hey, thank you for coming, everybody. If you enjoy the podcast, you want to support us, leave us a comment, like we said. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Any type of positive reinforcement they offer, go and do them. Hey, if you're on Apple Podcasts, I think leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts is a big thing. I hear other podcasters asking for, leave us a review. Even if it's bad, I feel like it's probably, no, make it a good one. Don't don't review us if you think we're bad. Just ignore us. Um, if you really want to help us out, you can give us some funds. Head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash WGBmanga. We have bonus episodes there if you sign up. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at WGBmanga. As always, thank you so much for being with us, sitting through our uh, lambasting of Ichinose. Yeah, thanks. I'll catch you guys later. Awesome. Please come back next week, you guys. And don't forget to read more manga. insane how often i forget that i am part of the podcast at the end <laughs> when of the i podcast. do the outro
Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was just like, oh, cool. I'm listening to a podcast now, and uh, it's concerning that my brain makes that distinction that fast. <laughs>